0: Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit eCourse. You can study the course at your own pace on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter him every day. You'll learn his names, his character, his fruit, his personality and more. Go to firebornministries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with him today.
1: I'm looking to get more involved in ministry and everything and I just got just been getting I've been getting like um even last night man I was just getting like um, pictures of like what's coming like the demand and it's going to be here's what I see coming I see it's going to be and we're not going to have to promote people are going to come looking love it It, 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 people are going to come looking and they're going to they're going to be seeking it out, and they're going to be asking, and it's going to be like you're going to have to start picking and choosing and asking God give me discernment which direction to go because there will be so many open doors. That's awesome. That's what I see coming. Yeah, the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah, That's The awesome. drawing of the Holy Spirit, people running to and fro, not knowing what to do, needing answers, the government not having any answers, the society not having answers, people not trusting, the great divide between... I see a great divide in our nation and after this next 2020 election I believe there's going to be upheaval. God was showing me that so he he'll, he'll share secrets and then, but here's what I see. I'm just this is just just us talking. Um, the outpouring that everybody's praying for and looking for is coming in a time of a shaking. It's what's going to draw people to the kingdom its what's going to draw people to seek answers because right now they're not and remember after 9 11 everybody was going to church and everybody was like praying and everybody was like oh god and god was like that's just a taste a small taste of what's coming and i'm not a doom or gloomer but i, I will say this god is god's more about kingdom than he is about the united states god's more about kingdom than he is the religious yeah. group he's about expanding his kingdom drawing in the lost um and so the whole focus of the church has got to change yeah it's got to be 24 7 it's got to be um it's going to be such that where we walk where we go is going to be church it's going to be i'm just going to go to to home depot and as i'm in home depot there's going to be church in home depot there's going to be the presence that we carry is just going to make a way for us, and I as not we haven't seen yet what you know. When he said greater works, and when he says that the latter rain is greater than the early rain, when he says that, you know, I, I, I had a picture one time, and I had a vision, and I saw God in His clock, and I didn't really share that with you, but it was really life-changing vision. I actually saw God, and um, but. He reveals himself in such a way as just to get a message across. But um, it's... Um, is it was your time short. And um, he's... Um, he's excited. I saw this angel standing up. It was huge. And it was so many things that happened. It was like a scene. Like, it was like going to a show. And it was like scene after scene. It was like the scene of Papa God standing in this clock. It's just huge just as far as you could see. And um, pieces moving and stuff. Angels going to And he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. And the first thing he said was, Relax. And, and relax, right? Relax. I got this. And then I heard... All things were together for good for them to love God or call according to his purpose. And then boom, next thing I know, I see this big, tall, huge angel. I mean, it was like 50 foot tall. I'm just guessing. It was just huge, right? And he wasn't even looking at me. He was looking straight ahead. I mean, this, he's an, an eternal angel, right? Time is nothing to them. He's looking into eternity, like straight ahead, like he could stand there for... Like them, like you see at Buckingham Palace. Right. You can go up to him and, get, you know, he, he was just like standing like there and he had this thing that came across and it had like scrolls in it and it were scrolls and then he had one in his hand and it was so cool. It had silver on it but it was like more gap than this but it was like really patterned and designed over top of it real fancy looking like something if you had it in your house you'd be in one of these cabinets and it was real fancy and he just stood there like that and he looked over where God was like this. He was an angel of the records. Wow. And um and I'm just sitting here like, at all, you know, it's like, and then he looks back like this. He, no communication. It was communication, but no words spoken. He just looked over, and then he looked back, and then he pushed his thumbs down on this, you know, people think of seals are being wax, but this thing was a seal, but it was like silver. Mm. And it was like, the scroll probably stuck out on each end like this, but this it was locked it in. And he pushed his thumbs down, and this thing opened up like this. And I'm, I'm watching this thing the whole time, and he grabs the end of it, and he pulls it out like it, like it, like it retracts. He was just pulling a scroll out. And he only pulled it out about that much. And I saw Hebrew letters on it. And as soon as, as, soon as I saw it, because I was like excited about, what is it going to say? You know, And it came out, it was in Hebrew. And I'm like, I don't understand. And he goes, it's not time for you to understand. And then no talking, right? No talking. As soon as I'm like, it's not, that's my future. And as soon as I knew that, he was waiting for me to know that. As soon as I got that aha, I knew that it was my future. I looked at him; his face lit up. He jumped straight up in the air and spun around, started dancing like David. And so here's where I'm going. That was enough. See, things in that realm it don't take much. It's life changing. It's enough. He gives you what you, he wants you to, and it's in measure because he can't give you everything. Like it's not time for you to know, and things are cloaked and hidden. But I knew enough to know that he is so excited about our future and how we wrap this thing up and his game plan is like 10D chest he's way ahead of the enemy he sees everything, he's seen it from the beginning he saw the beginning from the end he already knows that's why he told me to relax I got this and we worry and we stress and all but we realize who we are and who we get our orders from and our steps are ordered and we were chosen to be here for this time you know, all throughout all eternity I had another picture a while back. I was I was like, God, why you know, you see all things. Why did you make Lucifer and you knew he was gonna fall and you know, all these things that we ponder, right? And then like, God, why would you even make man if you know he was gonna rebel and it was gonna cost your son his life? Why would you even do why would you why wouldn't you say, That's nah, no, we're not doing that? Let's do let's come up with another plan, something that's gonna work. And then it all started clicking into me. And it was like Okay, the end, he saw the beginning from the end. What he saw at the end made all that worth it. And what he saw was he saw people, a family, that chose to love him Mm. like he loves us. And the only way we can choose is we have to have a choice. And he knew that Lucifer was going to rebel, but he didn't make him to rebel, but he knew he was. And he knew that the consequences was man was going to have to choose. But in the end, he was going to be surrounded by those that chose to love him like he loves us. And Jesus said, saw his bride, and he said, I'll do it. I'll pay the price. Before he even even made Lucifer, nothing caught him by surprise. He knew it. He saw the beginning from the end. And he revealed that to me in such a way that I just like, you know, oh, you're so good, God. And you love us. I don't understand why you love us. I don't understand it, but I understand that you wanted to be loved back like you love. And that was the plan from the beginning. He could have made us and we could have just been in awe and fall at his feet. He didn't want that. He wanted us to have a clear choice. And the whole thing about this earth is choosing. We're here to choose. And, and after we choose, we're here to help other people make the right choice. Yeah. It's all about the plan. And when you get a kind of vision in that realm and that public plan, things start to fall into place. I don't know if you've had that kind of experience. But we're talking about dreams today.
2: We're talking about whatever the Holy Spirit leads. I'm already recording.
1: Are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway. <laughs> well, you know, it's. I know that the Holy Spirit, I mean, there's angelic ativ- activity here already. Yeah. I mean, from the moment you started talking, I was like, okay, I already see him you know, the, the angels. And so I just want to be led by the spirit. Yeah. You know, this is called Adventures in the Spirit. <laughs> it's rebranded for charisma. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we talk about whatever the spirit leads and, um, uh, You know, you shared what God has shown you. And I believe it all begins from a place of intimacy. Yes. Yes, we get to choose. And every day we get to choose to spend time with Him or not. I understand life happens. We get busy. We got work. But at the same time, we could still spend time with Him while we're working. We're glorifying Him at work. When I'm driving down the, the road, I'm spending time with Him, worshiping Him. And being available to the work of the Holy Spirit, whether it's to my cashier, you know, my wife, my kids, you know, everything's an act of worship and at yeah. the same time moving in love and power. And I believe that greater revelation is coming in these days ahead. Yeah. And you're talking about having church everywhere. I don't know what that looks like. You know, I've seen glimpses of, you know, spontaneous. Situations, you know, yeah. like I was in Texas a few months ago and prophesied over a waitress a few times, prayed for a healing uh, that God gave me a word of knowledge about uh, an injury she'd had, and I didn't lead her to the Lord, but she said, "You're the second person this week to tell me everything word for word." Wow, you know, I think we're going to see more of that yeah. as the body of Christ spends time with Jesus, you know, in in the secret place. And so that secret place, we're not seeking him for the experience. We're seeking him because he's worthy and he's amazing. He's the most incredible person in the universe. But the more time we spend with him, the more we grow in our relationship and in our discerning and in our spiritual gifts. And then he loves to talk to his friends. Yes. And he reveals things to the prophets because the prophets are his friends so really just what is god besides showing you those things about you know the the 2020 the the you mentioned the upheaval you know what else is god showing you
1: um so right now the thing that he's been putting on my heart is about um, positioning and it's important about us to position and so we go back to the Bible and we talk about in the early reign or the early church and certain men were full of the spirit and we can talk about Philip and Stephen. And they were so full of the spirit that they couldn't help, you know, he was going into hostile territory and he was propelled to tell the truth. And he was so full of the spirit that his words were piercing and so much that the people couldn't stand the truth that they came and gnashed at him with his teeth and had to shut him up by throwing rocks at him and killed him, but the whole time, he was like seeing heaven open up and he was seeing Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. We'll see that again, but even greater, but that didn't just happen. That Stephen and Philip were chosen because they were men of character, men that were um, good reputation, men that positioned themselves and there was other people that did other things for the Lord, but now is the time to prepare the vessel to receive the power of what's coming because um, here's what, and when you say, what's church going to look like anywhere? When, when you're walking in the Spirit, and right now, you know, sometimes I'll spend hours in my prayer room upstairs and um, I'm listening to music or I have my Bible or whatever at the time. I'm just spending time with God. and um, Sometimes I have, to, it takes hours. I mean, I was anointing in presence, but sometimes it takes, what well, I call it entering in. Sometimes it takes a while to enter in and it's work and it's pressing in. But what's coming is not going to be like that. It's going to overtake us. It's going to come, we're going to, it's going to pour upon us. It's going to, it's going to be the type where God's like, okay, and he's going to open a spigot and people that, pressed in and seeked and positioned herself they're going to be the ones like Stephen they're going to be the ones like Philip they're going to be carrying such an anointing that everywhere they go the spirit we talk, <clears throat> talk about or some of the early revivals like John Wesley or whatever and where people were just coming through the town or ships were coming in the harbor and people were falling under the spirit because of the anointing
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's what's coming but not everybody's going to carry the measure of the anointing equally. He's going to pour in his spirit on all flesh. What's that look like? <clears throat> well it looks like what your capacity is to handle because of relationship and preparation. You know, every but there's going to be, you know, we go back in the word and it talks about the talents he gives one one and one ten or whatever, and mm-hmm. the one that buried it in the ground, he took it from there and gave it to another. <clears throat> Why did he give one more than the other? Because he saw that they were able to handle more and take more. Yeah. He was investing. Yes. And so the Holy Spirit's looking. Right now, God's eyes are going to and fro, and he's looking for good investments. And it takes a while to, you know, it's, it's seed, right? So he looks for good soil. And the soil that is good is the one that's broken up, the one that's been plowed. But when it's been watered and fertilized and it's and you ride by and you're like, That's good soil. That's I can work with that. And that's what he's, that's what we're in now. We're in that period of God's you know, the angels are very active and they're all around and they already have much to give. They have much, there's mantles, there's <clears throat> giftings, there's tools of weapons of warfare. There's lots of things that angels have and there's a lot of angels that are idle, but once we realize and that the veil is thin and that we can press in, and it is a pressing in sometimes more than others, and we press in and we can reach in and God will just say, I got something for you, and it's what you need for right now, right? But what's coming is so much greater and we'll have so much that will just be pouring upon us. And um, like now, it happens to me now, but it'll happen more where we'll have visitations in the night hour, for what we need the next day and we'll get our instructions and God will say this is what's going to happen and just like when Paul was Saul you know, Paul became Saul I mean Saul became Paul, I'm sorry and he had that encounter but before that happened he was already preparing other people you know, they had visitations of what was coming and that's what we're going to be doing more even more and a lot of times it's right now it's like the calm before the storm and it's all about positioning, you know. Like, even when the Israelis were fighting the the Philistines, and they would be on one mountain, and they would be on the other mountain, and the battle was going to take the the battle was going to take place in the valley. And there's a lot this positioning and posturing and things right before the battle, right? That's where we're at right now, right? Things are coming into alignment. God's positioning things. If you could see this the angelic activity, how it's increased. I just like. I can like especially when my, my prayer calls, man, I can just feel like angels in a room and the increase of it, the activities increasing, the coming and going, the positioning and the moving and the shifting is a lot very it's very active right now in the spirit room and it's all about what's coming. Even on the enemy side, they're doing the same thing. They're on the other hill and they're positioning and they're planning too. And once we come into this what I see coming in the coming season is it's going to be totally different than what we expect now. It's going to be a lot different. It's going to be all full-on giftings, the power of God, the anointing. Almost like when Moses was coming off the mountain, he spent time with God and he was in the presence of God. He came down and his face just shone. and He had the glory all over him. Um, Stephen, man, full of the Spirit. He was just full of the Spirit. You don't even have to say anything coming into the room shifting the spirit even at work i work for the government right even at work when i have these high level meetings sometimes i'm dealing with captains or 15s or 14s or whatever you know we're having these meetings and different things and i know some of the landscape some of it's hostile some of it's people got to where they were by stepping on other people and it's all about what are you going to do for me and shifting all these things that go on behind the scenes and all the all the decisions that are made on the phone before the meeting starts so I already know the landscape right so I'll get along my preparation for the meeting is getting in the closet and I'm like okay God send your angels and bind any and he'll bring people to my mind I'm like okay on Nick the demonic influences that are influencing him Lord send your angels to bind that and and take that out the room And, and I'll I'll prepare the the valley. I'm preparing the valley before the battle, and then when I walk into the room, that a lot of times where you know all this stuff was building up, and I walk in and it's just. You
2: could sense it.
1: All the hostilities gone. All of a sudden, people that were not willing to budge are being open to other suggestions and people communicating and people working out. That was because the battlefield was prepared, right? Hmm. Well, that's what's happening in the heavenly realm right now. Everything's angelic forces. God's moving people. He's bringing people together as divine appointments, increased dreams that people are having. Um, a lot of things, it's coming because it's getting ready to break loose. Yeah. We're right on the edge, right? Yeah. And it's coming. And it's right now, the smart people are the ones that realize what's coming, and they're preparing.
2: Uh, that's, that's the thing about preparation I woke up from a dream this morning Yeah, where there's a group of people and it's almost like, you know, I've got prior military experience, but it's like I'm putting people in a line, in formation, but I've got a trumpet and I'm blowing through the trumpet and calling more people. And I woke up and it's just a simple dream. I woke up and then I was like, well, I need to write this down because... You know the dream is from God, but well, what does this mean? But then trumpet. I interviewed my mentor earlier uh, through the phone, mm-hmm. and then he talks about how he, you know he's talking about a book that he's about to publish, and he's he told me about a prophetic word of a trumpet, and, and I was like, that's it, you know, I'm, it was confirmation that I was supposed to have that conversation, you know, for, with with my mentor Wes. And I was like, well, thank you, Jesus. He's giving you a glimpse. And I believe it's training and preparation because the more we're faithful with some of the small things, he'll give us more. It's like you mentioned the talents. You know, why was God investing in, you know, the one person gets the one talent the other person gets the five. And then, you know, the one with 10 ends up with more. Well, that's also when we show our faithfulness in the small things, God will give us cities. Yes, come on. (laughs) <laughs> Cities are part of that parable, yeah. But then I also believe that that means God can give some people nations the more we're faithful, yeah. So with dreams and visions, you know, this is I, I believe we're in the last days since since Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead. Yeah, Acts chapter two verses twenty through thirty one confirmed on the day of Pentecost through Peter that the Holy Spirit will be poured out poured out on all people, and people will dream dreams, prophesy, so. That realm of dreaming and preparation—what is God showing you? Are you in reference to Acts two? Yeah. So I see that
1: um, Acts two is like um, you know, and it's the same thing in Joel two, but the um, it started in the early church. It just didn't complete. It's you know, we saw some of it on the day of Pentecost. That was the start. That was the early rain. The latter rain will even be greater than the early rain. So if you go back and read Acts and you see all these things that happen in the book of Acts, we'll be doing greater things than even that, right? And part of the greater is, yes, giftings, and, <clears throat> um, but the volume, right? It's more people, than because there's more people on the earth, and there's going to be more people brought into the kingdom, which means more people will be involved and more people will come in. But um, as far as I've seen... So some of the things I've seen, I and I saw this in dream, and actually was transported twice, and so we'll be you, that'll be common transporting um, people traveling like lightning, like. You're here in the United States, and the next thing you know, it's like, bam, Holy Spirit comes upon you, and next thing you know, you find yourself in France. And that's biblical. That's Philip. Yeah, so that's coming, right? Mm -hmm. But to a large degree, like many, not just Philip, but multiple people being able to do that. And God's moving these chess pieces around, and checkmate here, and this, that, and the other, and it's just like the people that are prepared. And so we walk in expectation, like, God, use me. I'm here for you. I'm giving you a blank check. And you're seeking it and you're walking in humility, meeting his conditions, you know, in humility, seeking, asking, knocking, drawing to him. He'll draw, you know, all these things that he puts in his word that that are like keys to receiving, right? And, um, it's, and so once we, we're in that position where we're hungry, we're seeking, we're available... And the best availability is availability and we're available and we're walking knowing and we're just walking in the knowing a lot of, i don't hear people talking about walking in the knowing know, knowing who you are knowing that god's in control resting in it right it's not a pushing or a pulling or it's a resting and once we learn to rest and like god's got this he's in control i'm trusting i'm seeking i'm open right and my and so, I'm walking in an expectation. And the people that are walking in expectation are gonna see great things. I also saw um, speaking to the animal kingdom. God showed me that. He goes, you know, like the raven that fed the prophet, or, you know, we'll yeah. be able to expect animal kingdom to help us, right? So, you know, Daniel was in alliance, lion's den. The lion's didn't touch him, right? He had authority, and angels were sent, right? We'll have the same ability, not to fear the animal kingdom, expect the animal kingdom to work for us speaking to the weather like Elijah you know stopping the rain calling in the rain all that's coming right to a greater degree more people doing it Um, I saw uh, I saw this one vision one time and it was actually me and um, it was in Future and it was like that movie The Metrics remember when the guy was getting shot with the bullets yeah the bullet time and then it slowed down yeah and then he was able to bend and move and the bullets couldn't touch him same thing, and I was like, God, do you do you have any Bible for that? He goes, Yes. He goes, Remember when they tried to drive me off the cliff, and I walked between the midst of them? Yeah. He says it was the same way. He says they couldn't touch me. He says that, you know, we can. I can speed time up for you and slow time down for them, and you can just. It's it's going to be remarkable how things are going to work. But things, laws of nature don't apply into the kingdom realm, and God just controls time and space and just like when you travel that's a controlling time and space and it's we will be able to operate you know like Jesus he came down after his resurrection walked through a wall and then he started eating fish he was in both realms he was totally in the spirit realm he was totally in the physical realm we'll be able to do the same thing we'll be able to transport operate from the kingdom pulling things down seeing the assignment hearing things walking in the knowing and then the thing is is as we start doing that um it builds up faith right so when you start god starts using you in that way then you start like well i already seen this before and i expect that and you're going to expect you know greater he's going to stretch you into i'm going to kind of come into this thing and it's going to be like the wow time it's going to be like i can do all things through christ who with me and there's nothing that he tells me that he signs me to do that I won't be able to do because he wouldn't tell me to do it unless I was able to. And when you have that knowing, the doubt goes. Mm-hmm. Because doubt has to go, fear has to go, and we have to operate by faith, not by sight. You don't have to see it, we just have to know it. And once we know that, then, and that what's, what's going to happen in that realm is God uses different people for different assignments because what you're called to do, I can't do. But what he calls me to do only I can do and that's why I was sent here for this time that's why he sent gave me the parents he gave me he put me in the city that he put me in it was all not just chance it was all planned and I'm here for a reason and he and I had encounters with him and he started revealing things to me because he's getting me ready for what he wants me to do hmm. just like and it's available for all his children he, he's no respected
2: of persons yeah it's available all you got to do is position yourself and um you've got a prophetic ministry online and dream interpretations how did god when when did you know that you had the gift of interpreting dreams a lot of ministries are prophetic in this day and age but the realm of dreams that's actually how i first started in the prophetic i was 11 or 12 years old and god was speaking to me in dreams and It was kind of scary at first. Yeah, yeah, come on. And the church I grew up in didn't believe in the the present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit. So I was suppressed for a little while until I realized, no, this is God. And it just drew me closer to Jesus. But when was it that God started using you in dream interpretation? Now you've got, you do extensive dream interpretation. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so I was kind of like you. I've always, always had dream interpretations. I even had angelic visitations as a kid, but I... Started when I was four years old, but and when I was that young, I thought it was normal. I just thought everybody did, it. and then as I got older, I realized it wasn't. And then, um, then that's when I actually saw in my eyes. And then I had a, other angel, angelic encounters that I didn't see him, but I knew they were there. They saved my life. Different things from drowning, car wreck. And I was just like, there was only, there's no way I could have made this. You know, even a state trooper told me one time after a car wreck, he goes, "People don't walk away from this. There's nothing wrong with you." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's God." You know, it's. I didn't see the angels, but they had to have been there because it was the only way I could have made it through it, right? So it's just a knowing. But then I've seen things like flashes of light or different things or movement. I've even seen them, like, in the night hour, I'll see a lot. Like, I'll just open my eyes up, and I'll see movement in the room. Or I'll see—I saw this for a long time, like a column in the room, and it was just like the DNA strain was just moving on each side of my bed. And I was like, you know, that was— positioning there it was angels there. angels take many forms and um, they're 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 always there and they're hidden for a reason um, we have to walk by faith we have to understand that it's you know faith you know even Jesus said in Nazareth when he was there he told his disciples he says a little I can do here because unbelief he, it's unbelief hinders the word of God faith opens the door mm. and it's why is it like that? I guess as part of the, the the grand scheme of choosing or whatever, but getting back to your question about the dream, um, I had dreams at a young age, but what really opened the big door for me was the first time I had Jesus show up in my dreams and speak to me. And it was... I mean, I always had dreams, but this was an encounter, and it was different because... Um, I saw him out of the peripheral, of my, my peripheral vision, I looked over and it was Jesus standing and he was just looking at me, it was just in, in a, a pleasure and he was, he was enjoying being there looking at me. And when you see his eyes, it changes everything and then the colors, he had this blue satchel and the colors were alive in that room. The colors were, it was almost like translucent but they were coming out in waves, like, and the colors were alive. and. Um, it was just amazing, right? And that was a life changing event for me. But ever since I had that encounter with Jesus in my dreams, I've always been able to interpret other people's dreams. Wow. And it always happened right after that point. Before that, I would like be like everybody else, be like this and that. But now, I it's almost like it ties into the prophetic. It's like when I hear people's dreams. It's almost like I'm living the dream. Yeah. And like I'm feeling things, and I'm feeling like you're telling me your dream, and I'm like, oh. I'm feeling it and I'm getting a knowing, right? And so I don't use, I don't even, you know, I know people say, well, dog means this and blue means that and numbers and I don't really use that. I don't, I could and I don't disagree with that the Bible uses numbers and, and just symbolism and I call that a baseline and there's a baseline there. But if you're using that, then you're not using a gift, right? and so I don't use that at all I just listen to the person's dream and I just kind of tap into that realm, like the Holy Spirit like even when I'm trying to get a word for a person so they're telling me to dream and I'm just coming into alignment with the Spirit and then I'll just start seeing things and I'll start feeling things and sometimes I'll just get a little bit and then I'll just give that little bit and as I get a little bit then it unfolds or sometimes I'll just see it as a picture and I'll see the whole thing and I can just spit it off here's what I see and I'll say here's what I see or here's what I feel, because somebody will tell me about their dream, and I'll just start feeling it. Or I'll ask them a question. I'm like, when you saw that, what were you feeling? And then, because they'll say, I was a, I was afraid, or I wasn't afraid. I was like, felt peace or whatever. And it shifts the focus yeah. of the interpretation, right? Yeah. Because sometimes I'm seeking it out and I'm I'm working, and um, but. It'll come to me like in pictures. And like as a person tells me, like I could tell you, a, I could give you a word right now, say, you know, Harley Davidson 1200 with saddlebags or whatever. I'm just right now in your mind, Well, me just saying that, you were getting a picture. Yeah. And so the same thing when somebody gives me a dream interpretation, they're giving me a dream interpretation. I'm getting these pictures in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I start feeling it. And then it starts coming together. And then I just kind of, that's how I do it. And yeah. I've never, I've never pulled it out of a book or patterned after anybody else. It was just ever since I had that encounter with Jesus, when somebody was telling me the dream, it was like I was in the dream.
2: Yeah, I'm actually in full agreement with you. I'm not a big fan of dream dictionaries <laughs> Yeah, because that's someone else's personal revelation. Yeah. I believe that we need to be reliant on the Holy Spirit and the Scripture. And I think that those tools that are out there, they may help. Some people, but I think it's kind of taken away. Like that is someone else's revelation yeah. for that time for a certain something. A microwave may not always mean something is cooked quick. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Or yeah. uh, the the vehicle, the car. You know, say a red car that may not necessarily mean that's their ministry. You know, but I believe just for me, the realm of dreams started young. I think at about eleven or twelve. But dream interpretation came later. And it first started with asking God, okay, God, how do I interpret the dream you just gave me? And uh, then in time, you know, people would start sharing dreams with me. And, And a prophet, Bob Laughlin, he had told me, you know, you go places and God just opens the doors and people start talking to you. And for me, it just seems naturally people start talking about dreams. And then there have been times recently where They begin with the dream, but then I tell them the ending of the dream, and they haven't even concluded what they're saying because that's just a download from the Holy Spirit. And they're like, well, how did you know? Well, God showed me. The Holy Spirit showed me. (laughs) Amen, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just like in fulfillment of Acts chapter 2, I believe that dreams will be poured out on people of all ages, you know, and we're seeing that more. And the prophetic ministry, I think, has focused recently uh, on words of knowledge, words of wisdom, but the realm of dreams— You know, besides the late John Paul Jackson and now his successor, uh, we still aren't seeing that much. Why do you think that is?
1: I think, well, I like John Paul Jackson. I learned a lot from him, but he was a big symbolism guy. You know, so I, and I know that God can use that. So you could use symbolism, but that would have to be secondary to what the Spirit was leading you, you know? So maybe. You know, you're getting the bricks from the Spirit maybe you're pulling some mortar from the um, symbolism. I'm not against that. I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, but I will say this, you're right on target. There's going to be such a demand for dream interpretations because people that never had dreams before, people that can't remember their dreams all of a sudden, because the difference, like when I had Jesus show up in my dreams, when people start having God dreams, it's going to be like Nebuchadnezzar, that can't let it go, it's going to be like um, Pharaoh when he had a dream with Joseph, you know, about the famine, and, and it's going to be like, you can't let it go. I got, I had this dream, I need to answer, and they're going to seek out answers. They're going to seek us out, right? They're going to say, hey, this guy, Thomas Otranto, he does dream interpretation, you need to go see him. And I'll, we'll be overwhelmed, right? But God's going to start using more and more people, because just like me, when they and I had an encounter, all of a sudden I had the gifting of dream interpretation, and God's going to start giving other people the same gifts, and it's just like a forerunner. There's always forerunners, you know, people that operate like that, but it's increasing, and it's going to get to the point where there's going to be such a demand for dreaming, because like I was saying earlier, we're going to get assignments the day before, or a week before, whatever, but preparation dreams of what's coming, and that's how we're going to get our orders right, because God can speak to us in the night hour where the enemy don't, you know, it's not words, it's just dreams, yeah. and the enemy don't know, just like praying in tongues, we pray back in the Spirit. Because the enemy can't hear it, it's, it's like uh, Navajo uh, wind talkers, right? They just can't yeah. hear it, right? You know, they're like, "We're hearing it, but I don't know what it is." And that's kind of like praying in the spirit, you know. And I don't know what it is. It's like I get to a point where I'm in a situation, and I don't have no solution for this, or um, for my family, or different members, or whatever like that. And I'll just get alone, and I'll just start praying in the spirit, you yeah. know. And it just shifts things. It just move. If people realize how much power there was in praying in the spirit, it's like pouring gas on the fire. Yeah. It's, it, you're receiving you're getting anointings you, you go into situations and the, the, the sea parts like you know Moses you know I'm just like God's like I'll move that mountain you know thanks for letting me know you know thanks for communicating with me because I had a relationship I got you
2: yeah
1: I love you son I got you back you know it's, it's like a relationship thing right yeah it's like when a kid's in a backyard and they're playing and running around all of a sudden they say daddy help me and you're like Daddy's into the action, right? The, yeah. same, thing, the same thing in heaven, yeah. right? Praying in the tongues. But dream interpretation is going to be a big need, a big demand. It's going to increase. You watch and see. Because um, it takes one encounter with the Lord, and all of a sudden you have giftings. And it's a gift, right? God will just give it to you. God yeah. will say, you're going to need this gift. Bam, you got yeah. it. And all of a sudden, people will just be, be like me. They'll just be hearing somebody's dream. Or like, and everybody's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. like." I'm like, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know yeah. how I know it, but I know. It's in
2: there. It, it just comes like that. Yeah, it's interesting that there are some spiritual gifts that I didn't ask for, and it was given. Right. And then there are others, like say healing. For years, I, I asked and asked, and I didn't see any results until the last two years. Where now it's like you pray for someone, and they're healed. And, you know, uh, dream interpretation just comes naturally. That was something, you know, that obviously born with. But, I, you know, the Holy Spirit gives as he as he wills yes you know um, but I think we're gonna walk into a greater measure of giftings as long as it flows out of intimacy like you mentioned the the prayer closet the secret place yeah Uh, and that's something that through this podcast I just want people to know spend time in the presence you know rest in him spend time knowing that you're a son a daughter of the king and he loves people and you know that that it all flows out of intimacy and like you've mentioned knowing who you are knowing who you are in Christ. You know, the... You mentioned praying in tongues. There are some times, and I can't compare dream interpretations. They're all different. Every I've had it where someone gives me a dream, and I don't know for the moment. Maybe they're talking to me on the phone. I'm like, I don't know. And then I might start praying in tongues. And then I'll, I've had it one time where I hung up, next thing I know I put the phone down at that time phones were on the wall <laughs> so this is 20 years ago yeah. but I turned around next thing I know bam the Holy Spirit downloaded the interpretation to me so I took like one step away from the phone turned around called my friend up again and said God just gave me the interpretation yeah that's yeah. good
0: <laughs> yeah
2: you well, know, it
1: happens a lot it happens a lot because not always sometimes I, there's been times where a guy gave me a dream interpretation I mean a dream and I was like I, I get in part of it but I don't want to I don't want to you know if I'm getting 10% of the dream I don't want to make up to 90% yeah. so I'm like I don't know I'll get back with you and then there's been times where I'll just like God ah, What's, and then I'll go and the night bef- the next night I'll get the dream of what he dreamed and then I'll see it better and then I'll hey I got your dream you know? wow. sometimes you got to kind of seek it out and, and there's you got to understand God's timing is not our timing and sometimes it's a timing thing it's like it's like having a message delivered at the right time right if you deliver that same message ahead of time it's not going to have the same effect of giving it at the right time so sometimes we have to understand that God wants to he gives you a dream he wants it to be interpreted but and it's sometimes it's a timing thing sometimes it's a seeking thing and um i've, I've interpreted people's dreams before And it's like, here's what I see, here's what your dream is. And then later on, I thought I'm done. And then later on, God's like, no, you got more. There's more to that than what you gave. And then he'll give me more and I'll go back and I'll say, I got more for you.
2: Yeah. And something that I've learned along the way, my heart is to equip people and empower them. Yeah. Not just for me to hear God, but for them to hear God for themselves. And I've done meetings in other states and, and different places, conferences and things. And I'll teach people how to hear God's voice. And they're coming to see, you know, what does this person have to say? And, and we've done dream interpretation times mm-hmm. at some of these conferences. And there are times where I don't have the interpretation. You know, it might be flowing for this person, it's flowing for that person, but then this other person shares a dream. It's like, well, I don't have it. And then I'll ask the audience. Who's got it? Right there, you go. What Come is on. the Holy Spirit? You yeah. know, and then then you use them, and and they start taking a step of faith and hearing God for themselves. Because that's my art. I want them to know we can all hear God. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is given without measure. We all have the same Holy Spirit, and He'll speak to whom He wants when He wants, and He could use little old me, you know. And I just want to give Him the the credit coming through on. that. That's right. Uh, when it comes to dreams what has been I guess a very significant dream that you, you mentioned Jesus coming to you yeah you know, so powerful. that that was one and yeah I've had a similar encounter years ago in Las Vegas it changed my life life changing where I saw the risen Christ mm. and I've written about it for charisma magazine online and it was almost as if I was dying because of the glory of Jesus but uh, I was transformed through that and I was delivered from addiction and my prayer language shifted it was no longer basic it became a full-blown language yeah. and that was one of the most transformational moments of my life but what is one significant dream besides the one where you saw Jesus that changed you
1: well I had an encounter it was it started off as a dream and then it went into a transportation And I was actually sent, I was in a dream and I was actually sent to the future of something that's going to happen that hasn't happened yet. And that was, I realized there that um, God's opening up the dream realm. He's opening it up. It's like before people would get dreams, basic dreams or instructional dreams and stuff, but now we're starting to get battle plan dreams, we're starting to get um, dreams that almost like that encounter with Jesus, the words life changing and it shifts everything. And the dream that I had was um, was actually a base in the United States and I was sent to this woman and she had a military outfit on, it was camouflaged and I was sent to her and it was up on a it was a raised base. It was up on a hill and um, the base was gonna come under attack. Jihad attack yeah. inside the United States on a military base. And um, I told her, late and it was just a knowing, and I told her, I says, you're a Christian, aren't you? And she goes, yes, how do you know? Because she was one of these Christians that was a Christian, but she didn't go around telling everybody. And some people, she, some people that she worked with knew, but not everybody knew. And I says, the Lord sent me here. This base is coming under attack. But if you warn people and you prepare, and you get prepared for this, Prepared in the spirit, prepared in praying, and you get people praying and people engaged and alert. I said it won't be successful, but I says if you you remain quiet and don't do anything, the space will be overrun. And she did, and and then she goes, thanks, and and then it was like, bam, it was the end. Next thing I'm back at home in Chesapeake, Virginia, in my bed, and. Um, I had an encounter the night before, and it's only happened to me twice. And it happened one night, and then the next night, and then that was it. And I'm like, Lord, I'm available. You can use me more in that. He goes, I will. He goes, But I wanted to show you what you're going to be operating in in the future. Mm -hmm. And it was for like training and knowing. And God just took me to other things and showed me different things. But that was one, that's why I, I boldly told you that we will be transporting. Often and, and not just real time, but future, right? Yeah. Like warning, a message. Like you can be sent in the future to message somebody. Yeah. And um, so I gave that message, and I came back, and that was really a, a powerful dream. I it opened up the dream room to me to understand that it's more than just me. Yeah. It's it's about kingdom, and it's yeah. about being available and 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 being active.
2: Well, like you mentioned, trans transportations. And it's, it's biblical, physically and spiritually. My first encounter with being transported or translated in the Spirit, people get hung up on vocabulary right. terminology. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I make a long story short. We, my friend and I ended up in, at City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon. We'd actually prayed for a terminally ill cancer patient at a hospice and in that situation I felt like I got ministered to more than she than we ministered to her And funny how that works out you know she entered the realm of glory within a week but my friend and I Ryan ended up going up on this hill and they led us into the Northwest Intercessors Conference in Portland, Oregon and I'm at the altar praying they got several thousand people praying in tongues and in the spirit I'm zipped out into the heavenlies over the clouds Mm -hmm. and into a hospital room wow and i laid hands in the spirit on this young woman that i'd known who we'd actually cast demons out of several weeks before she was involved in a satanic cult she's about to kill herself in a ritual but the holy spirit intervened she got set free but so now i get this word hospital i'm laying hands on her in the spirit i'm praying in tongues and then I get transported back into my body, and I'm just wrecked. Yeah, for Jesus, yeah, wrecked. And I didn't know, but I wrote this. I wrote this down. Journal everything. <laughs> Write it down. The time. And, and I'm with my friend Ryan, and I tell him what, what had happened after I. They had to peel me up off the floor. So that's a Friday. Come Monday, I, I have a phone call uh, at the church I planted. And it turns out that this young woman had ended up in the psychiatric ward. And because, you know, the the Holy Spirit was still doing work in her. She was delivered, but she approached school authorities that she'd heard voices in the past. So she's in the psych ward. I go visit her within a couple days. And I said, at this time on Friday night, what were you doing? She said, at that time on Friday night, I was reassured of my salvation with another lady who was here who committed herself who turns out was my friend Ryan's friend. (laughs) Come on. Okay. Yeah. And she was reassured of her salvation, you know, and um, she's been serving the Lord since we're still in touch. But that was my first encounter being transported, translated in the Spirit. I've had other times since and a lot of people don't talk about it, but you're saying that there's going to be more of that. Oh, yes. And even physics. It's going to be common.
1: Yeah. It's going to be common. People that never thought it was going to happen, they're going to catch yourself in that, guys. And they're going to once that happened, like it happened to me, then it opens up the possibilities of, like, okay. Like the first time I was raised Baptist and the gifts of the Spirit were done away with and the apostles died and there was tongues was not of God and all that stuff. And then after I had that encounter and I started speaking in tongues... All that stuff fell away, and I'm like, "Don't tell me, I just happened to me." And and when you start experiencing things, it opens things up. Your faith grows. All of a sudden, things that you thought were impossible are now possible. Yeah. It just opens things up, and it'll happen like that. It'll be like people that, like, "Oh, that can, no, it does just happen to me." Now I know it can happen, and, and then we just like all these lies of the enemy over the years in religion has been suppressing people that's part of his plan when that's ripped loose and God just starts moving and it's going to open things up and it's
2: going to be common it's going to be common and you mentioned about the secret place the place of prayer and time there's you know God can speed things up or slow slow things down that's why it's like five minutes with God can feel like an hour or an hour can feel like five minutes. Yeah. You know, there are other times where it's like you're striving to get into that place. There are other times where you're not striving. But being translated, transported, there have been times where, and again, you don't hear this spoken much, where I bumped into prophets in the heavenlies, where you're spending time with Jesus, but then you end up in a room and there are the eagles. Sometimes they are you know, they're eagles, but I recognize, oh, this is, and I get the name of that prophet. Come on. Or even, you know, um, there are other times where it's like you bump into something even um, evil, you know, where there there is that realm where you're in the second heaven and there's that realm. So for you, you know, have you ever had that even where, You know you start having conversations even that you've never met these people before Mm -hmm. you know but you know their name you know or you know their prophets
1: I well no I've really so I've had encounters in the heavenlies but most of the time it's um, I've never had that happen but I have I've been shown a room before with empty chairs and told that that was people that I was going to meet in my future And one time I was standing on an altar, like a blazing altar, and it was like fire was coming up, and I was in the middle of it, but I was not being burnt. And then Mm -hmm. I looked to my right, and Jesus was standing with me. And it was just different things like that's happened, but I've never had a... And I I expected that will happen, but for some reason or another, I haven't had no encounter. I've I've had a vision one time where I saw the cloud of witnesses, and I saw people in there, but there was no communication. I just knew that they were there, and I saw that they were very... They are very active. Yeah. And even so even Clem Committe and yeah. Bob Jones and John Paul Jackson and Billy Graham, all of them were pulled up to because their value in the cloud of witnesses was more valuable for the kingdom than they were here on the earth and a lot of people thought they were premature but no they actually got promoted and they're more active in the cloud of witnesses and they're praying and interceding for things to break loose here on the earth because of what's coming they were needed there God showed me that I saw that part of it I saw like oh they're being promoted because they got a position of promotion of more responsibility and interacting more on the earth than they were when they were here physically, right? Uh-huh. So God showed me that part of it, yeah, and um, that what's coming, and and, that, and that's because we were like, why did he, why did Kim commit, why did God take him? Because he gave the word that he had to give, and but now what he's doing now is a lot more powerful and potent than what he was here on the earth.
2: That's an incredible perspective. You know, the cloud of witnesses, and God showing me the cloud of witnesses, fairly recent, mm-hmm. where. You know, like for me, I believe that we can pray the Holy Spirit's prayers. There's actually a deeper place of prayer of intercession, of praying heaven's prayers, which I think is not just tongues. You know, that's part of it deep groanings and, and tongues, but there's also getting that divine assignment from Jesus Himself and praying with His will into the earth. You know, and that's that's something. But the cloud of witnesses are constantly praying. Yes, they are aware of. What is taking place here, past, present, and future. They're very active. And yes. I've had several times recently where I start prophesying over someone, but then I get information from the cloud of witnesses. And like there was one young lady. She her and her now husband, they were actually homeless, and they're being ministered to by my friend Marcy down in Swansboro. And I was just like, hey, you know, I'm talking to them. But next thing I know, the Holy Spirit's like, tell them, you know, stop talking and just start telling them what I'm telling you. So I start prophesying over him. I start prophesying over her. And then the Holy Spirit shows me that she has a a tattoo in honor of someone in her family lineage. But I don't see this tattoo, okay? But I said, do you have a tattoo in honor of, of someone who's departed. She said yes and it's her grandmother and I was like, Your grandmother sir and this is odd you know, speaking out of me. Your I was like, Your grandmother served the Lord, has been praying for you, and she's still praying for you now, cause she's in the cloud of witnesses. Come on. And she's tearing up. Yeah. She and <laughs> here's right. the thing through those encounters, my friend Marcy you know, it was being used of God with, with this couple and they had stepped outside and Marcy's like, I really want them to get married, you know, I've been helping them and I was like, Marcy, let the Holy Spirit do the work. That's right. We step outside and they approach us They're like, hey, we're talking, uh, can you guys marry us? And I was like, Marcy, you got this. <laughs> you know, yeah. we didn't have to be the Holy Spirit. Yeah, The Holy Spirit did the work. That's a lot of wisdom. Yeah, You just unveiled a lot of wisdom. A lot of times,
1: you know, I started getting giftings and all and then I realized the biggest thing or hardest thing it was for me was discernment of when to speak and when not to speak. Yeah. Because I would get things from God and I just couldn't wait to tell people. Yeah. And God and then God had to show me that not everything He shares with me is to tell people. Yeah. And so I had to learn that and because it was almost overwhelming people and it was almost like toxic. You know, people were like, you know, Oh, here he comes again! I want to wake up. You know, it's like you know. And I had to learn that it's to be led by the Spirit and not just to deliver the message, but how you deliver the message, right? Yes. If we're not speaking truth in love, I can have a word of correction for somebody, right? But if I don't say it in love, where it's going to build him up and turn him and try to win him back, but if it's in a way where I'm trying to, it's almost like I'm talking, I'm poking my finger in their chest and that's not the Lord right God's not like that he's all about loving correction he's all yeah. about you know our best interest in our and turning us back you know so that was a lot of wisdom that you said like getting out of God's way right because sometimes we get in his way and we try to fix things and you know like I have this gift and I have to no it's right. not you it's him and he's just using you he's partnering
2: with you and you need to make sure you stay out of his way yeah not do the Holy Spirit's work for right. him right right Well, you're right. I've had some revelations that were so huge, but I'm not released to speak it.
1: Yeah.
2: It may have been the biggest download of God in my entire life. When I shared with you about encountering the risen Jesus in the year 2000, yeah, the year 2000 in Las Vegas with a small group of friends, it took 17 or 18 years for me to, besides that group, Yeah it took me that many years because I wasn't released for those many years to even tell anybody. And then in time, the Holy Spirit led me to write about it. And what's interesting is this is within the last couple years, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to write about my encounter with the risen Jesus. And I was like, well, it's just got to glorify you. It can't be me. I don't want people to say, Oh, look at this guy. I just want them to see Jesus. But I didn't write about it, and I I write. So then I get writer's block, and I can't write. And then the Holy Spirit's like, do you know, like, I told you to write about this. And then, and it's about Las Vegas, and I start praying for Las Vegas, and then the Las Vegas shooting happens. Wow. The Las Vegas shooting. Mm -hmm. And I realize, you know, uh, I repented. I said, "I'm sorry, Lord. I'm going to write about it." I wrote about it. it. It had a lot of readers through Charisma Magazine online and through God TV online. But that was the last time. I, I when the Holy Spirit tells me to write, I'm going to write. Amen. Because looking back on it, because I was kind of stuck on me, I guess. No, I'm not going to write it. I, you know, I should have written it then. Because who knows how many prayers and people praying for Las Vegas because it was a very significant encounter. It it was also how God showed me that Las Vegas can be redeemed. So that was a lesson learned. Yes. (laughs) And then there are other revelations I've had where it's like, yeah, I could share this. But there are other revelations that, wow, no. Maybe that's just between you and God. Maybe it's just the secret place. He wants to give you that ultimate download, but it's just so that you for future reference,
1: or yeah. for um, for your growth to open up your understanding, a lot of times if we share things that he gives us, he shares secrets with his friends, and he don't want the enemy to know. But if yeah. we tell people, the enemy knows. And so, a lot of times it's just to pray into, it's to pray about. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, God, I'm praying and I'm parting with you in this, and I know it's future or whatever, but or it could be even now, it could be something and here's something God showed me too is like people's like well that happened in the past well God's outside of time I can pray something about something that already happened because God saw in the past that I was going to pray today for this in the back
2: yeah.
1: and so I'm not, if, if I'm outside if I'm in a spirit realm then I, I can't I have to understand that time's not an element yeah. I can operate outside of time I can pray for things that's already happened understand that the prayers were laid up in the past founding fathers great men of God that are in heaven in storeroom that haven't been released yet, haven't been answered yet. It's his timing to answer it. Yeah. And when they prayed for our country and the start of our nation, they also prayed about the end of our nation. Yeah. And their prayers are laid up that it will be released in the right time. Oh, wow. God showed me that, and so we understand that you know if He puts something on our heart, and also getting back to what you said, delayed obedience is disobedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so He, as He built friendship with him and he learns to trust you so he's preparing you because he's got greater things for you to do that next time he knows that when he comes to you you're going to be like I got it I'm on it yeah because that was a lesson for you right and so now he learns to trust you he knew he had to bring you along and he's going to position you so that when you're going to be like a scribe or whatever he calls you to do and that at the time you're going to have pen and paper ready and he tells you to write something down or record something you're going to be like on it yeah right oh yeah and so that's coming right so i see greater things for you that's why i want to invest in your ministry because god already showed me that there's greater things coming
2: yes
1: and it's about getting ready for it because all this stuff that's going to happen and it's going to multiply like dominoes it's like throwing a rock into a pond and then the ripples just come out we have to start getting ready for what's coming or what's going to overwhelm us yeah so it's coming
2: and yeah. they're going to be a part of it right i love it yeah. I love it. that's confirmation. <laughs> I've yeah. learned when the Holy Spirit, you know, like I was driving and my mind goes to the courthouse. I mean, you know what I'm bringing up. I'm like, I don't need to go to the courthouse. But I've learned when the Holy Spirit brings those thoughts, I'm driving and I'm worshiping Jesus. I'm coming back from work. courthouse. Okay, I'll start praying, start praying in tongues. And then within a couple hours, we... The news hits that there was that active shooter come on i've learned be obedient now i wasn't supposed to go there but i was supposed to pray yeah because who knows what my prayers affected positively even though that's a negative situation what came out of that was a deep hunger for more of god i mean people hit the streets people are being prayed for anywhere and everywhere it's like you could almost ask anybody hey is it okay if I pray for you you know yeah. and the, the Revival Alliance we, we hit the streets you know for the next three four weeks and uh, I'm a DJ on Kern FM so I did prayer and you know all that on on the radio and, you know and from that I think more souls came into the kingdom of God exactly you know Would you mind praying us
1: out? Yeah, sure. Um, Thanks for coming. Thanks, Papa God, for my brother and his willingness just to be so obedient and see your hand that you have on him and his family and how you're bringing things into alignment and how you've blessed them and strategically planted them in all the areas, Lord, even beforehand part of his service to the nation and how you moved him around and how it all came together and brought him to where he's at we just thank you because you're so good and, and we thank you for friendships and alignments and um, we thank you for this podcast ministry and we pray that it uh, goes out, Lord, as like that stone that goes through throw us into the pond that the ripple effects will just change lives and impact lives and, and it's going to cause people to be hungry for the more and they're going to seek and they're going to just see simple people like us, Lord, that you just, you know, like the fishermen or whoever, Lord, in the past, that you just looked for them because they were good investments and because they were positioned to be used. And we pray that that this podcast will have that impact of bringing people into the position of humbling theirself and seeking and asking and knocking and pressing in and coming into alignment and knowing that these things that are happening to them in the dream realm or when they're hearing things or seeing things, that it's not... It's actually the normal thing. Yes. It's not the... The, we, I pray that the yoke of religion is broken off of people and that they get out of the religious box and open up to the spirit realm of how big and how vast and how good you are and how what you have for them and the plan that you have for them and there's no cookie cutters that there's no pattern for other than Jesus but there's no pattern after man that each one of us are unique and individuals and that we're here for a particular time for the season and we just thank you for how you're working in everybody's life. I pray that the prayer and that as this goes out, Lord, will people will receive and um, seek and they will be positioned to be a mighty weapon to do much damage to the enemy and to advance the kingdom. We thank you. And we love you because you're so good.
2: In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So as you started praying, I think the Holy Spirit has shown you this before, but I saw your ministry and it wasn't just online but it was almost like 3d stepping out of the screen and into people's lives and you know the, the technology is coming Yeah. you know and and at the same time with that 3d technology of you coming through the screens and being 3d in their rooms you're also laying hands on them and they're able to sense Come it on. <laughs> you know the, you're praying over them and prophesying over them and I heard the word resourcing. You're, you're you're going to have multiple resources for people that you know. People are going to devour this stuff, and you know you'll you'll be some of some of them. I saw with the uh, virtual reality stuff, but some of them you know didn't have that on. But there's God is going to use you for more of the technology. You're going to be on the forefront of that. You know, one of the first ministries and ministers to jump into that and see multiple lives change and transform has god ever shown you that before no no, no? okay i have
1: some unique encounters though I, I god did show me this and we went to i was with big house and we went to the witches' conference oh. card reading and all that yeah. and i actually had an encounter with a witch and she knew my name i walked in she knew my name she called my middle name first she says your name joseph tom or whatever i know i'm like tom thomas joseph she goes oh yeah she goes God sent me here, and I'm like, "How do you do that with the Holy Spirit?" You know, they had understand the enemy knows Christianese, yeah, and they were speaking the right language. But immediately, I go into spirit and I feel peace. That's all I felt. I felt I didn't feel the anxiety or the 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 no. That's right. what I, you know, even when I buy a pair of pants, if I feel that, I was like, "Oh no," but if I felt the peace, and I'm like, "Okay." So I went because I knew that I had this greater is in me, right? Yeah. And as I was talking to her, her face changed from a woman's face and there was more stuff going on there. She was talking about her past lives and all that stuff but as I was talking to her, her face changed from a woman's face to a man's face. And it went it kind of moved like that. it just kind of distorted and then I saw it for a second and it went away right mm-hmm. And I'm like it was a manifestation and then um, so then I hear I hear behind me. I hear the audible voice behind me. Test the spirits. Uh I said, "Who do you say Jesus is?" Yeah, and she goes, "Just like Satan." So be. I'm I'm getting to a point. She wouldn't answer the question. She goes, "Why do you ask that?" Right. And then it was a slide step, a sly, kind of like in the garden. You know, did not God say, or, or it was that same spirit. It was. Understanding when we dealing with the enemy that we can expect that that, those, that they won't confront it when they know they can't win so they'll, they'll sidestep it and change it right And so I, I saw that and um, all of a sudden the um, oh when um, before that happened, before I heard test of spirits, I felt the holy boldness come upon me it was like a shot of adrenaline Mm -hmm. that came upon me and it rose up in me. It was a boldness that rose up in me. And I heard, test of spirits. And I I was operating in boldness. It was no fear at all. I had this holy boldness that come upon me. It's never happened before, but it was like God just poured boldness on me and I could feel it rise up in me and I was just like, and I could hear, great. I heard, greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. And as that boldness came upon me, and I rose up, and then I heard, test of spirit. And that's when I, tested, I asked her that. Oh. It was right after the manifestation. And then somebody from Big House came by and, was in, and said, hey, we've got to go now. And I'm like, okay, it was nice meeting. I walked away, and I'm like, God, what was that all about? I mean, I, I, I felt like you allowed me this to happen. And he goes, I wanted you to see what you were going to be up against. Yeah. You will see it again, but you know that I will be with you, and my boldness will be upon you. And so that was another life-changing thing that God was like when I had the transportation and I was telling you God was teaching me things that was another thing that God showed me he was teaching me about holy boldness and knowing that I could count on him and it was like the voice was like coming like this I could hear him speaking in my ear and he told me what to say and um so and a lot of things and so like maybe I didn't have an account with a prophet in heaven or whatever but a lot of things that God allowed to happen in my life preparation of what's coming and he told me that I would see it again and I needed to know I he let me taste and see in the dream realm or the holy boldness of the encounters and how to know like the flight or flight, uh, fight is about testing the spirit so if, yeah. if, if she'd have came to me and I'd have felt this like this I'd have got away Yeah, but when I felt the peace that passes all understanding I was like okay okay let's go let's do this Yeah, because I don't know I'm having an encounter with this person I might. who knows how God will affect that right I'm just being led by the spirit like Jesus fasted for 40 days and he was led into the wilderness so the enemy could test him after 40 days of fasting but he was led by the spirit and we have to do the same thing so whenever we're in an encounter or going into a meeting or, or whatever something comes or something confronts us if we just tap into the spirit and if we feel that peace then we know we're good yeah. But if we feel that anxiety or that that like that flight or fight feeling, like not fear, but the spirit giving us unction to move, to go, or to you know, like Jesus, a lot of times he would just go away, he would just walk away from, them. and we have to be able to know when to do that too. And it's about this being led by the Spirit. It's not always to confront. We have to understand that it's His timing. He's the calling. We're part of the army and we have to be able to take orders and we have to understand what the orders are. And it's learning to tap into the spirit and knowing being led by the Spirit like Jesus was into the wilderness. And we have to know when to and when to walk between the midst of it. But knowing that if we're on assignment and we're doing what he tells us to do, nothing can hurt us, nothing can harm us, because we have a calling and a mission. It's all him. He will protect us. He'll never give us anything greater than we can stand. That's his promise. He'll always go before us. And if it does, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I will not bow down. And if I die, I die. But our God is—they had the knowing. They had the knowing was our God is able to deliver us. Yeah. And they went into the, they went into the battle knowing that. And that's where we need to position ourselves, knowing that when we go into these about these encounters, and we're led by the Spirit, that we, our steps are orders and we are on the winning side, and if I do die, it's my calling to go and lay my life down for the Lord like many have done before and the, it the cost them their life. If God calls, my, if my calling from above is to be a martyr, then so be it. Because yeah. it's not my life, it's his life. He spends it like money according to how he wants to spend it. Right. And I just go, I'm just going to follow him and follow the Spirit wherever it leads
2: me. Oh, love it. Martyr, no... Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit.